Hebrews gets it right in so many ways. This portion of the letter is an ancient roll call of faith, a reminder to its readers in every age that they are not alone, that they stand on the shoulders of giants, that they are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, that God's loving embrace includes those who know and profess Jesus as Lord and those who did not. This portion of the letter is liturgical in pattern. By faith, Abel. By faith, Enoch. By faith, Noah. By faith, Abraham. Some of the names mentioned have chapters upon chapters dedicated to their story. Others, just a portion of one verse, or maybe two. It's a reminder to its readers in every age. That inclusion in the kingdom of God is not determined by status or standing, by fame or fortune. It is also a reminder that whatever amount of faith you have, it is enough to get you through. Because if your faith is fragile one day, the faith of others will hold you up. And if your faith is strong the next day, chances are you'll support someone else. And this portion of the letter is also honest. In fact, by my evaluation, it includes one of the most honest human statements in Scripture. And what more should I say? Oh, time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson. Time would fail me. The truth is, time fails us every day. We've mentioned several times now that it's All Saints Day, so it seems like a good time to invoke Saint Beyonce. (laughs) A few years ago, a motivational speaker of some sort said, you have the same amount of hours in a day as Beyonce. Now, this flew across the internet, it got put on mugs and t-shirts and all the rest, and it ignited, as you might imagine, a whole host of controversy. A college professor wrote it on a whiteboard in his classroom, again intending to be motivating. And when he came in the next morning, someone had scribbled through that and had written, Beyonce has people. That was, of course, a reference to the singer's live-in chef and six nannies when her twins were born, to say nothing of personal assistance and all the others. Now, whether you find this pithy little statement inspiring or infuriating, that's up to you. But either way, it points to a few things worthy of our consideration. Time haunts us all doesn't it? We can, to different degrees, control how we use our time, but no matter who we are or what we do, no matter how hard we try, we cannot manufacture more of it. Now, we fool ourselves sometimes with ideas like daylight savings time or efficiency studies or staying up late or waking up early And I suppose that technically time is a human invention, the idea of a 24-hour day, 
But if we take it as a given that we are not going to deconstruct the work of the ancient Egyptians, their study of the sun, and the civilizations that have structured themselves around it, we only have what we have. And no matter how much we have, we always want more. Think about it. Think about how often you have said or thought, I ran out of time, or I wish I had more time. And however much this is true for the measure of a day, it is ever so much more for the measure of a life. Oh, time would fail me. Time always fails us. Ultimately, time fails all of us because we are finite beings. Now, I know there are a lot of tender hearts gathered here today, hearts that would give just about anything for more time with someone who has died. I know what that feels like. You never really get over grief. You can learn to live with it in less painful ways, but it never goes away, not entirely, because grief is love by another name under different circumstances. So to be sad today, to wish for more time today, that is a good and holy thing. Because again, grief shows up where love has always been. And chances are, if you sat down and you tried to make a list of everything you loved about your beloved friend or family member, everything you learned from them, everything you laughed about with them, everything you did together on holidays or weekends or Thursday nights or Monday mornings, everything about them that charmed you, everything you admired, everything you imagined for the future together. If you tried to make that list, time would fail you again in the best way possible. There would be too much to say to ever capture with words or paper and pencil. And what more should I say? For, oh, time would fail me to tell about Helen and Tom and Scott, about Lily and Elizabeth and William and Anne, about Francis and Katie and George and all the rest. In that story from earlier, the professor wrote, you have the same amount of hours in the day as Beyonce. And a student crossed that out and wrote, Beyonce has people. Now, I feel certain they weren't intending to be theological with their editing. I know they were making an important point, in fact, about the realities of class and status and wealth. But that edit actually could be read through theological eyes. Now, you might have to remove Beyonce from it to hear it. So for just the next moment, swap out Beyonce and substitute in Molly. You'd be surprised how often those two are confused for one another. <laughs> but if someone had written, 
you have the same amount of hours in the day as Molly. And someone fixed that sentence to say, Molly has people. Well, all of a sudden, that's the gospel. Because time fails all of us. But we all have people. Some who have gone before us, some who are here with us, and some who will carry on after us. Some whom we remember, others who comfort us as we remember, and some who will one day remember us. Time will fail us all at some point. But oh, do we have people. And on this day when we remember especially the people of our past, remember this too, that love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. But as for prophecies, they will come to an end. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will come to an end. But faith, hope, and love abide. And the greatest of these is love. Time fails us, but love never ends. Now I hope that you didn't bristle too much when I referred to Saint Beyonce. I'm mindful that we come from a variety of different backgrounds, so a word of clarification to be a saint in the Roman Catholic Church is an honor reserved for a very select number, those to whom miracles are attributed and veneration is directed. To be a saint in our Reformed tradition, though, is simply to be a person of faith, someone as normal as you or me. We are all saints. You are a saint, whether you like it or not. So I want to tell you about another saint. You've heard me mention Katie Cannon before. She was my professor and Molly's. She was the first African-American woman ordained in the Presbyterian Church. I've told you about her, but I haven't told you this story. When talking with us one day about the ethical implications of calling someone an enemy, she said, look, Jesus tells us that in his Father's house there are many rooms, many rooms, all kinds of rooms. And she said, students, this is good news because I have a list of people I want right down the hall from me. And I have another list of people I hope will be all the way across campus. <laughs> Dr. Cannon joined the communion of saints a few years ago. She never worried about sounding too holy or pious, which is probably why her faith was as honest and clear as any I've ever encountered. And after laughing with us about her hopes for heaven's seating chart, she suddenly became serious, and somehow she managed to look each and every one of us in the eye at the same time, and she said, we like to think of heaven as being with everyone we love. And that's okay. 
She said, that's okay, but I am convinced that heaven is more than that. I am convinced that heaven is not just about being with everyone you love. It's also about finally having the ability to love everyone you're with. Now this is an important word today too, because sometimes when someone dies, time fails us in another way. They die too young, and we never see what the future might have held. Or they die after an argument or an estrangement before we have a chance to reconcile or make things right. Or they die before we ever got a chance to know them at all. Time can fail us in all sorts of ways. But love endures. Love never ends. And God's love reaches into places where ours cannot. Like the Apostle Paul says, when resurrection comes, we will all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. Resurrection changes us. And not just from death into life, but from who we were into into who God always intended for us to be. And so I believe with every fiber of my being that my teacher was right. That when we join that great cloud of witnesses, we're not just reunited with the ones we love. We're capable of loving everyone we're with. I look forward to that day in so many ways and for so many reasons. Don't you? Time will fail us. But thanks be to God, love never ends. Pray with me. Gracious God, we believe. Help our unbelief. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.